0: We are back with week 13 of the Pick'em Power Hour. We're coming off a Thanksgiving slate and a Sunday slate, which was interesting, and we just cooked. Coming off a winner on the show. But it's time for week 13, starting off with a Thursday night football game that has some implications on the NFC situation. We're trying to find some winners. Let's get cute on today's card. This is the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour starting now. Welcome back to the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour. We are streaming live on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Ahan Runge. Joined by Trevor Tipton as usual. If you are listening as a podcast, make sure you come over to the streams Wednesdays and Fridays at four thirty p.m. Eastern time. The Fridays will be the bonus shows, which will be only on stream. Trevor, we're, we're coming off uh, a, a good week uh, for both of us monetarily. Uh, I know you did the the me and uh, picked out one of your few losers uh, for the show, but we still had a pretty good week in it. And it started with uh, going 12 and three on the underdog pick generator. Let's let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a great week overall. I mean, I crushed betting like just I, it was it, it was unreal, um, and the one spot we got let down was Adam Thielen, and of course that was like for me that was like a floor almost like that felt very floory. Um, I, I'm just done with Carolina for the rest of the season unless it's an under. I, I just can't like I can't even trust Bryce to get him the ball now. And what was like the nuts matchup for for there? So that's okay. It is what it is. Uh, we are where we are. We saw a fun Buffalo Eagles game. I can't believe that field goal got made. Like I, in the rain, in the weather, pushing it. Um, you know, we just, uh, overall though, right last week, we saw some, uh, we kind of see guys that we know who they are. We know who's getting volume now. And that's really what we're trying to target is right. Is we're trying to target volume, um, you know, whether they're not getting it or they're getting it. And, uh, those are, you know, I think the spots to attack.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, for, for my side, I, I, I did what, what you were doing at the beginning of the season, right? I mean, picked a bunch of winners and actually picked out two of the ones uh, that weren't cake. uh, Yeah. Look at all those green
1: checks. Like all I have to do is just pick one other one. Exactly. I have a million green checks on there. Like
0: Josh Jacobs uh, hit in the, in the, in the first half. uh, So, so easy uh, against the chiefs. uh, And it brings me to my next point, which is, I think uh, you know we need to build a Mount Rushmore of frauds in the NFL, right? You can you can listen to the to the top ten takeaways by the by the Podfather if you want an extensive show on takeaways. But I think uh, you know we brought up before our I've certainly pushed the agenda that the Chiefs are frauds. That game against the Raiders a great example of what they can be capable of. Uh, it sometimes takes them a while to get going offensively, which is ridiculous to think of considering they have Mahomes and Kelsey. I feel like they've built the the worst possible roster around them, which I've said before, but also defensively, they have some weaknesses. So we need to build a Mount Rushmore of frauds. And for me, the Chiefs and the Lions have to be there right now because the Lions, it's people are starting to catch up that their defense isn't as good as it started out. Um, and we saw that on Thanksgiving Day. Shout out my boy, Christian Watson, for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, on that side, I couldn't agree more. I was the Lions are there for me. Uh, and the other side is, unfortunately, it's Miami. Um, great offense, no defense. Um, you gotta have, you know, you gotta have it there. Uh, you know, Houston tried again. I mean, CJ's just literally trying to drag them down the field and will him to win. Uh, right. Bounce it. He doinks it off the crossbar. Uh, just, you know, but they're fun to watch. I, uh, you know, they got, they still have, you know, picks this year, unlike Carolina. And so that'll, uh, that'll be interesting, right? Like at this point, who wants a Carolina job? Like yeah. he's burned through coaches. Like you're going to have to give me a fat, fat guaranteed contract. So when you fire me, I'm still getting paid. Cause what are you going to do? You're stuck with Bryce young and you have no draft capital.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I feel like the, the, the entire Carolina area right now is uh, going through some tough times. Cause the Hornets probably one of the worst organizations in the NBA and the Panthers, they're just a laughingstock right yeah. now,
1: but and Charlotte just lost one of their best players.
0: Yep, that too.
1: So, yep. uh,
0: yeah, not great for Charlotte, but great for us because we can keep, yep. kept the winning going with this Trey yep. McBride and James Cook. James Cook uh, had two 11-yard carries in the fourth quarter. The game went to overtime. Yep. This was probably our sweatiest winner of the season, just no doubt. Both were sweats. Trey McBride went over on the penultimate drive uh, in a blowout game. Shout out to uh, Arizona for keeping their starters on the field. That would have been brutal if he missed uh, and then James Cook, uh, still not good enough, buddy. Um, so yeah. that's where we are now. But we're, we're headed into week 13. And uh, we actually have a, a decent-looking game. I mean, the spread is 9.5 points in most places. Uh, the Vegas total is relatively high, but it's mostly the Cowboys carrying that total. Um, if you look in the books, actually, the Cowboys to score three-plus touchdowns is juiced to, like, minus 200, which is uh, insane. But that's who the Cowboys are. Dak Prescott? Whether you like it or not, whether you like the Cowboys or not, Dak Prescott's an MVP candidate, uh, and that's just the situation we have here in Dallas. Um, but potentially interesting game, uh, Seattle versus Dallas. I think many people will pick Dallas to win, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about these matchups and uh, talk about um, how we can attack the pick board. And uh, if, if you heard the preview, we're getting a little cute today. Um, I like yeah. our I like our card. Shout out to Jesse in the chat. We joined actually a little bit early. You can join on stream, Facebook, and Twitter as well. We're about to talk some week 13. But before that, it's your word from the Podfather.
2: All right, I want to take a moment today to talk to you about data analysis. The data analysis tool, we listen to the users. What do you want? What do you need? And we made it happen. We added popular reports like a fantasy scoring report, air yards report. And if you want to create a new report, but you don't necessarily want to look through every field, we have quick results. Hey, show me the most popular passing data. Show me the most popular rushing data, fantasy data. Done. And the thing just is much faster than it's ever been. And the report builder got a lot easier. I mean, check this out. We break it down into offense, defense. Show me just fantasy data elements. And then when you get results, hey, show me by draft year. Let's take a look at just certain players that played a certain number of snaps or a certain number of games last year. This is the tool that so many of you have been asking for, plus a bunch of dream features that Billy wanted and Cody wanted and I wanted and Dario wanted. So go to the fantasy tools section, click on data analysis, or go to playerprofiler.com slash data dash
0: analysis. We're back on the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour where we're about to talk about Seahawks versus Cowboys week 13 to start off uh, the the week 13 slate on Thursday night football. We have the Cowboys who are coming off uh, one of the hottest stretches any NFL I've seen from any NFL offense in a while um, outside of maybe a Patrick Mahomes offense. But the Cowboys are scoring on everybody as someone who was on the commanders to cover Uh, last week. That was a brutal watch. It seemed like they were competitive for uh, a half, but that's just every Cowboys game. They go off in uh, the second half and Josh Dobbs still the last quarterback as a big underdog against the Cowboys to come away with a, a win. And I think feel like that was the last time the Cowboys offense actually disappointed, you know, barring the 49ers, but I don't, I don't consider that a disappointment. I was expecting the 49ers to dominate. So, but we're here now. Uh, the Seahawks uh, uh, have uh have a, have a weird spot here. Geno Smith, you saw this Trevor last week, uh, a little bit hurt and was never really stood a chance to, to perform well against the 49ers, Cowboys, another brutal draw. Uh, Sounds like we're going to, we're going to start with the Seahawks. Let's uh, let's talk about this offense. How are we attacking it, Trevor?
1: Yeah, this is an interesting spot. It's right. Like we get the cool thing about the NFC is we get to find out now the next two weeks, who's for real. Right. Um, We get, you know, the Niners play the Eagles and then Dallas plays the Eagles. So, and that being said, this game spot really, really matters for Seattle. If they want any shot at the playoffs, making it in as a wild card, this is their spot. That being said, we saw what the Niners front did to that offensive line in Juno. And I think Dallas does the same. So if I was targeting a five play, I'm I'm definitely going unders here. Uh, but we're just going to go with something simple, clean, uh, and we're going to go, you know, Oh yeah, well they got, Hey, they got some of the kicker prop or defense props up, but we're going to Jason Myers. So Jason Myers has only not hit six points in a game once this season. Uh, it was against Baltimore. That was a really ugly game. Um, but even in their other games, now I get Dallas is not the jets, right? I understand, right? Like they don't give up tons of points, but all we're looking for is seven points here out of them. And this is a spot that I think they're going to have to kick field goals to score. And if Dallas is blowing them out, they will have the opportunity to, you know, in the second half, be able to get some garbage points up, but they're going to be in a negative game script. They're going to be having to throw. Uh, and Gino isn't a hundred percent. They haven't been looking, but if you can give me a guy that continues to hit this line over and over and over, um, like I said, he's only missed, six points once this season, and he's only had six points twice. Other than that, he's scored more. So in a situation where could Dallas win 50 to 10? Yep. Could this be a ugly Thursday night game that's, you know, 2017? Yes. Uh, This is a spot I think it's a great spot to target kickers, uh, especially one of the most accurate kickers in the game, right? We go back to last year with Jason Myers as well. Um, he only missed this line three times uh after week two last year. Continue. You no, know, and he this is a guy that could have nine, 10, 13, 15 point kicking weeks. And I think this is a spot, right? Like would anybody be shocked if we turned around this week and the score was 37 to 13 or 16? Absolutely not. Right. We get one touchdown out of Seattle and that touchdown's late. Meanwhile, you know, they're able to get down the field a little bit, they're getting up some kicks uh, and that way we're not tied to their offense in case Dallas just does bully whack them. Uh, Even in the San Francisco game, that Right. We just blew them out in. He was able to get these points up. So we think this is the safest floor bet. Uh, and we like how it ties in. Uh, we're going to, Han's going to tie this in kind of neat here. Uh, and this gives us a spot. Again, if I'm going after the one other spot I do like is I like Bobby Wagner here. Right. I think Dallas is going to have a ton of offense. I think nine and a half tackles and assist is probably too low for Wagner because uh, my only worry is, is they're getting blown out so bad that he only plays, you know, two and a half quarters.
0: Yeah, I like it. Uh, And we all know that Pete Carroll is uh, someone that I've not been a fan of for a while because he will take his field goals um, early in the game, right? And it's one of the reasons I'm not a big fan of Pete Carroll. So um, we like the Just uh, two field goals and we we push. uh, Two field goals and a touchdown extra point and we cash. Um, So that works as well. Um, And on the Cowboys side, I'm going a similar route here. The Cowboys, you know, I talked about how hot they've been recently offensively. It seems that every time they get in the vicinity of the red zone, they hand it off to Rico Dowdle, they hand it off to CeeDee Lamb, they throw a bomb to Brandon Cooks, and whatever they are doing just works. Um, Part of that is Dak Prescott is very good. I think people are still having a difficult time uh, catching up with that, and I don't know why. I mean, the man is good. Um, it, it, it is what it is. But also they're facing uh, very soft defenses. Uh, the Commanders just brutal watch last week. But before that, the Giants uh, just handing it off every play. Can't get anything. Can't get a play below five yards out of the Cowboys. So uh, that's why Brandon Aubrey has only kicked two-plus field goals in one out of his last four. But I'm taking him in this spot over one-and-a-half field goals. He's had two-plus attempts. Two plus makes in seven out of eleven games, and i don't want an announcer's jinx here. But he he's missed a few extra points, field goals. He has not missed one yet this season. um He just missed one in the first quarter. Now that I said that, um but he, I, I feel like we can get three attempts out of him anyway in this spot. And here's why: Vegas. We already know the Vegas primetime unders have been an absolute wagon, uh, and the way you get unders out of these games as you kick some field goals, right? And you see a, field goals have been a wagon in primetime uh, all season long when they give it to us on the pick and board. Um, and I'm going to stick with it here. Now Dallas ranks around middle of the pack in red zone conversion rate uh, this season, uh, which is why Aubrey said this in seven out of 11. And he hasn't gone two straight games um, going going under, um, you know, most of the season because after Dallas, you know, converts those seven, Touchdowns and he kicks seven extra points, they might have a little bit of a of a down spot the next game. It makes sense. It's just called regression. Seattle's defense is a little bit weird. They're number 29 in red zone defense. They've allowed that means they've allowed the uh, fourth highest red zone conversion rate. But I I don't I don't think that's going to stay all the rest of the season. They're a better defense than that. They rank number 22 in DVOA, also a little bit surprising given their personnel. They rank number 11 in pass rush win rate, number 8 in run stub win rate, number 14 in dropback back e-paper play. And you look at all their top defenders by PFF grade, you know, by by player profile or cover, the cornerbacks, by player co- profile or coverage rating, all of them are healthy in this one. Uh, this is one of the most healthy spots for the Seattle defense all season long, actually. Uh, so I think the Seattle defense is going to step up in the red zone. Uh, they're not going to be this bad all season long. This is a good spot, even if Dallas wants to score three touchdowns, that's fine. They're probably also going to kick two field goals. This is starting to get to the minus minus one thirty-five area on the sports books. So before Brandon Aubrey gets taken off, because I think by tomorrow morning, he'll be off the board. Let's lock it in our uh, two pick Brandon Aubrey higher than one and a half field goals made. and Jason Myers higher than six kicking points.
1: Yeah. Hopefully we get lucky and it's not an awful primetime game. Um, no. But you know, that's again, is anybody going to be surprised if it's 50 to 10? No. Um, <laughs> But again, Seattle, again, Seattle's playing for the playoffs. This is a playoff game. It might as well be for Seattle and the NFC. Uh, this spot really, really matters. So uh, I like him, you know, to try to push the ball. And as you said, Pete is uh, frustrating to own people like DK and uh, Lockett and such because he will just, all right, we're kicking the field goal. Uh, he's not going to touch, push the ball.
0: Absolutely. And uh, shout out Anthony. Uh,
1: Thanks, Anthony in the
0: chat as well. Uh, Thanks to you for being here. Um, if you want more info about uh, betting on the sports books, if you want to bet on this game or you want to bet, uh, well, mostly for the Sunday slate, uh, you should go Friday nights, right after our show at night. You can head over to the Player Profiler Network and listen to The Juice by Memphis Young. It is a betting show. But if you want to stick with player pick'ems uh, and uh, play on Underdog, you can tailor our picks using promo code UNDERWORLD upon entry. Just head on over to the Underdog Pick'em Lobby. And tail hour picks that way. Um, we're going to have uh, picks on the underdog pick generator up, uh, you know, by Friday, by Friday morning, you know, before our show, um, so that you can get early leans on uh, the Sunday slash Monday slate. We went twelve and three last week. It's it's uh, we've set the bar high for ourselves trying to repeat that, but we're we're nearing sixty percent on the season. And as always, we're going to be hanging around in the Discord. Uh, we give out some uh, some pre prime time um entries uh for uh for uh the, the slate outside of what we've we've given out on the show Um uh, so we'll sprinkle on maybe a five pick i'll probably steal that bobby wagner from uh from from trevor uh to build my five pick my game script for for this week and uh and uh yeah sounds like uh we need some kicks in this one
1: yeah yeah i like it i like the double kicker it, it's uh apropos for us yeah, we've
0: so done the we've uh, done the tight end two pieces. We've done yeah. the wide receiver two pieces. We've done the game stacks. It's time for a little legwork. work.
1: <laughs> and Ahad is the is the kicker whisperer, so I like it here.
0: Give us a few field goals on Thursday night football, and give us two winners. For now, we'll see you on Friday for the bonus show for the rest of the Week 13 slate.